Welcome to the Christian Foundry Podcast, where iron sharpens iron for the glory of God, the exaltation of Christ, and the edification of the saints. That's how you do it right there. That's how you do it. Is that how you do it? That's great. That's right. how you do it. Well, we want to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back, everybody, for a third episode. Woo! Man, I, this, is, <laughs> this is pretty cool that we get to do this together. And uh, people are actually watching and listening, and I think most of the people are probably waiting for you to laugh, if oh, I had sure. to guess. <laughs> uh, we had to leave that laugh in the intro, didn't we? We had to. It, there was no way around that. It's so good. Yeah. The slurp. The slurp from Peepaw. Oh, I'm back. Peepaw is back. <laughs> Peepaw has been the living for a while. He's he, We yep. busted him out of the home. We checked him out. Yep, yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. My, my stay at the home. He's over. He's due back at four for a prune bath. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) baby. Yeah. What is a prune bath? If you got to ask, you don't want to know. I don't want. Okay then. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, there it is. Oh man, what are we talking about today, guys? Worship, worship, worship. 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 So, fun fact, and Matt didn't let me do this uh, for everybody watching and listening. Uh, I wanted to name the title of this episode: "Everybody's Hands Go Up." Dot, 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 and they stay there. Uh, and shout out to Tori Nichols. She actually got it when I said it. Uh, some some haven't. I still don't think Matt uh, Biggie Cheese here has it, but I, we didn't get to name it that anyway. Justin, you get it, right? Yep, yep. Okay, well, uh, we didn't get to name it that. But we are going to talk about worship. But I think a good, a good place to start, don't you guys think, would be a passage of Scripture to get us going. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, sir. Who wants to? What we got? Where are we going first? Let's just start at uh, John four nineteen. John four nineteen. All right. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where your people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. It's hmm. a pretty good passage of Scripture there. And what's interesting is, so as we talk about worship, we need to talk about what people think worship is and what true biblical worship is. And this is this is kind of a narrative in this story here. This is the woman at the well in John 4 where he is, Jesus has just said to her, go and call your husband. And she says, I have no husband, right? And then she tries to change the subject. She tries to get all of this spotlight off of her and move it onto something else. And she starts talking about worship, which led, which led us into that passage. So let's 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 think through what the modern day church, what they think, or what many people think, worship is. Smoke machines, strobe lights, colored lights, yeah. feelings, the song service, feelings, exactly. song service. Yeah, they think it's the music. Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up in church, and that's what I thought for years and mm-hmm. years that worship was the thirty minutes of singing you did before the preaching. Like everything was carved out and it had a specific yeah. name right worship right. was singing preaching was preaching giving yeah. was giving yeah. uh praying was praying and all of it was compartmentalized but yeah. worship historically and even today for the most part is considered the singing part of the service yeah and, and let's be clear it is that 
but it's yeah. so much right. more than that. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So much more than that. Absolutely. So we, we, we've looked at, okay, so the world or, or the church at large right now, uh, calling worship the singing, it's given us the skewed perspective of, of what it should be. What should it be? What should it be? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, it, you know, it doesn't take much to look around today and see, like Matt, you mentioned fog machines and smoke and color. Yeah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise, right? The hand clap of praise, that's worship. When you do that, um, it, it really, I, I can't stand that personally. Well, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Like I, like, I don't know if it's forced I guess almost forced worship when you do that. Well, it just calls attention to yourself. It seems right. Like, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. Not, and not that's, to that's the sovereign God of the universe. To, to riff off that, that's one hundred percent the exact opposite of what worship is. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Worship is about God. Yeah. It he is, is the not audience. about us. Well, let me ask you this: Does if that if if worship historically been the thirty minutes of singing, do we? limit worship to just a church service on Sunday mornings. No. 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 <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of people do. Yeah. I'm going to Sunday morning worship, which we do that, right? We go to yeah. Sunday morning worship or the gathering of the saints. I guess command. it's a command to do that, Hebrews 10:25. But we can't limit worship just on one day of the week. Right? We right. should gather on the first day of the week, which is Sunday which is the new Sabbath because Jesus rose on a Sunday, we should gather as the church 100%. That is a command to do from the scriptures. But I think a lot of people limit worship to the 30 minutes of singing and on Sunday. So I think we need to continue to unpack that worldview so we can just discard it and build back up with the biblical worldview. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we have to start with is... No, it is not just the 30 minutes of singing on a Sunday, and it's not just on Sundays, right? That's a corporate worship, so, right? That's what we call that. Right, yeah. corporate worship or congregational worship. Yeah, I'm learning quickly that words matter mm -hmm. when, when you say things, and I try to be more specific when I, when, I say, when I talk about worship and talk about corporate worship being Sunday morning, you know, as a, as a group together. And also when we talk about our, our song service, we're – uh, thanks to Travis, I think we're all very uh, careful to say mm -hmm. uh, that that we talk about uh, worship through song when we're talking about our song service. Yeah, because worship because is more the, than worship through song. Absolutely, it's it's everything that we do. But we'll get there. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, if we don't, if we're if we're not specific about what we talk about it, then people that are coming in that don't understand that it's not just the song service. Uh, they they never get the correct idea of what worship really is. So you know, I, I think it's important that we be careful how we how we term it. Um, and the worship is just one of those words that we've we've used for so many years that really doesn't mean what we've taken it to mean. Mm -hmm. So let's put a definition to it. Okay, what is worship? Who wants to take a sketch? Do you want me to? I'd say giving God glory, yeah, giving God say. glory and praise. Okay. But overall. Even let's let's strip it from let's strip it from the biblical view of worship. What is worship in general? Worship of anything. Worship of anything. It's ascribing worth, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. the, the, it value. comes from the word worthship. So you're ascribing worth to something. So many. Let me, let me not even say many. Everybody worships something. Mm -hmm. yeah. We ascribe worth to something, right? Whether whether it's your 
ascribing worth to your kids. You can worship your kids. Mm-hmm. For people that have kids, you can worship your spouse. You can worship sports, and many people do that. You can worship hunting, which is also sports, uh, just a different way. It doesn't involve a ball. Uh, you can worship. It might involve one little ball going really fast, oh, but anyway. Yeah. Um, or many, or many little balls. Yeah. You can ascribe worth to shopping, right? Or, uh, or many just, di- just anything in yeah, life. Leisure, you know, just yeah. just recreation. Wait a minute, those things kind. are just hobbies. Those are just hobbies, yeah. right? Just yeah. hobbies. Yeah, but you know, as well as I do, those hobbies can quickly become gods well, that's the and point. idols, and then you worship those. That's the point. We don't right. look at it as worship. We look at yeah. it as hobbies. hobbies. It's yeah. just things we like to do. Yeah, yeah we sugarcoat it. We're dedicating all our time to those things. Right. Those are things that we think are worthy of our time. Mm-hmm. Worship. Worth. Yeah. Yep. They're and, worthy of our time. Was somebody fix say? Yeah. Those those things are not inherently bad right in and of themselves right. it's just you know it's a it's a heart condition exactly uh, it's when where, you start putting it where first. does yeah where does that fall so i think let's first before we get into what is true biblical worship especially as we know it as gathering as the church corporately on sundays worship as we ascribe worth is what was the definition that you gave in a biblical sense giving god glory giving god glory so let's put a scripture on that colossians chapter three seventeen, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So wherever you go, whatever you do, your life should be a life of worship that ascribes worth to God, right? We talk about giving God glory in all, in all things. So whether we're at work, whether we're on the lake, which should not be on Sunday, you should not forsake the gathering of the saints to go to the lake, do that on Saturday or Friday or any other day. Uh, whether that's on a, a ball field, a ball court, again, I don't think you should forsake the gathering of the saints to do that. But you can give God glory in everything you do, everything you say, and that is where we really need to start the conversation of worship. Is It is a lifestyle when it is a biblical mm-hmm. view of worship. Worship is a lifestyle that everything we do should give God glory and honor. Yeah, when Jesus is talking to the woman of the well and he says we are to worship in spirit and deed, he does not give a time, a place, or any kind of parameters on that is just worship in spirit and deed, which means we should be doing it all the time. Right. Absolutely. And yeah. my Bible says truth, right? Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I had another thought. I wanted to run by you guys real quick. I want you to, so if we say worship is a lifestyle, right? And this woman was trying to pinpoint exactly where to worship. And then Jesus says, worship in spirit and truth. So could somebody say, well, Jesus says to worship in spirit and truth, so I can worship at the lake, or I can worship from my bedroom, or I can worship from the ball field. I had a guy back when I was younger um, in high school, and he would talk about not going to church, and he would say that, oh, yeah, you can look under a stone and find them anywhere, so why do we have to be at church? That doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I could see people taking this one out of context, too. Yeah, and many people do. Absolutely. Matter of fact, there was a, a Christian writer, I say Christian, use that term loosely, I can't remember her name. I think she may have passed away recently. But she wrote a a big article shortly before she passed away about how her church is the lake on Sundays. Mm. That she experiences God and sees the creation. And some of the major platforms that we know, like Lifeway and uh, TGC, the Gospel Coalition, were pushing this woman's writings, right? 
uh, I want to say it's Rachel Rachel Held Evans. I'm not sure if she's alive still, but I've I think it may be her. Uh, but that is that's that that's the thinking that is plaguing this whole country. This the world really is. I can worship anywhere. Well, I think yeah, it's, it, they're cherry picking verses again too. The, the the best lies have an element of truth to them, right? right? And that's a lie that they were telling to ourselves when we say that we don't have to go to church to worship. Um, it's true. True. Because we worship everywhere. Right. But mm-hmm. one of those everywheres has to be the church. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the scripture tells us that as well, right? Right. To, to not neglect the gathering of saints. So if, if, we're, if we're including worship at a place like the lake or the ball game or whatever it is that we're, we're doing it, um, that's not inherently bad. However, that's not, it's not an exclusive thing. This is, this is a this and that. Right. situation and and it sounds like that person is excluding the gathering of the saints as as worship and focusing only on that one one side of things that's and, not okay and right. you know i mean you may be fooling yourself and thinking you're worshiping right but who's the one who decides what the true worship is god that's right yeah the very standard of truth yeah. that's so how, right how much of our worship does he reject <laughs> that we think he is accepting and that it's pleasing to him how much of Christian worship is rejected by God? And I'll get into that in a minute, too, because I want to talk about a few principles as we go along of worship and, and how we structure a worship gathering on Sunday mornings. But we have to understand that if we take one section of Scripture, rip it out of context, and say, well, I can be at church at the lake, or I can be at church wherever I'm at because I can worship and give God glory there, yes, but you also neglect other parts of the scripture that tell us do not forsake the gathering of the saints do not forsake the assembly do not forsake gathering with your brothers and sisters in Christ on the Lord's day mm-hmm. if you forsake that and you willingly and you do it continually now there's there's something to be said every now and then missing for something i mean we can talk through that if we wanted to but uh, everybody's going to miss church at some point for some reason but if it's consistent and you don't feel terrible about missing church, then that's an issue in my opinion. Because when you are neglecting gathering of the saints, you are being disobedient to the scriptures. Therefore, you cannot truly worship in your disobedience. I mean, Justin and I, we were going to Disney World last week, and we were gone on a Sunday. Sinners. Uh, <laughs> okay, whatever. I rode a roller coaster. It was fun. Um, but... We're getting I, that feeling did you again. Have your, did, did you have your hands up? Did you? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had our hands up and our mask up too because you had to wear a mask every oh. single place that was inside. And yeah. a lot of the roller coasters were inside. Yeah. And guess what? If you don't have your mask up and they take pictures, they won't give you the pictures that they take of you. Wow. Found that one out, didn't we? We sure did. Wow. Did you have to pay for the picture still? Thanks, Just Kim. To smile, you know. <laughs> Refund. Yeah. It was Refund. wild. Yeah. And that's, they were strict, like they were posted up everywhere. That's that's, that's another topic. podcast. That's another yeah, podcast <laughs> for the time. Worship, man. We just worship. chased a rabbit down the hole. Yeah. Where he's yeah. laughing hey, at us. Where are we going? Were you worshiping while you were on the roller coaster? Absolutely. Okay. That's the thing. I missed y'all. Yeah. I did. I missed being here. I missed being with you guys. Yeah. I missed worshiping. I missed the whole thing. Yeah. I don't feel right when I'm not here on Sunday. Yep, I agree. Um, when I go home to visit family, even though I'm visiting family and I have a good time seeing all my family, I hate missing Sundays. I wake up every, mo- I wake up that Sunday morning going, "Oh, I wish I was in Jonesboro." Yeah, yeah. And and so, 
the worship service to me, it's just like a, the way to start the week. It it doesn't feel right not having done that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can we can worship while we're away. Um, you know, we can focus our time on God and, and do those things. But man, it's just so much richer to do that with our brothers and sisters and know that they're mm-hmm. standing by our sides and, yeah. and, and if there's anything going on, they're right there with us. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's one of those things that that people that um, neglect coming to church, I guess it's they don't know what they're missing, maybe. Um, but when you do get locked into a biblical church that is worshiping, truly coming to worship God, I mean, it, it's a life-changing thing. It really is. And, and I hate that that we let other things get in the way of that mm-hmm. um, and, and that we don't tell people what they're missing by doing that. It's funny you said life-changing, right? Because first you had to have your life changed before you can truly worship. Mm-hmm. That's a huge yeah. portion. To be able to worship in spirit and truth, you have to have the spirit. Yeah, yeah. That's there right. it is. There it is. And sometimes I wonder about people who don't mind missing church if they truly are mm. in the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard it said that going to church on Sunday is a Saturday night decision. And I get that. But at the same time, there's no decision. And, and I know I'm a pastor here. Yeah. Um, but even if I weren't a pastor my family would be locked into a biblical church and there would be no decisions or questions. Are we going to church? My, my kids yeah. have never asked me, are we going to church we on going Sunday? To church Sunday? Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a question that just doesn't compute in our house. Right. My wife and I, that, that's an assumption. That's, that is happening. It's we're going to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know, the only thing that we would question is if we're coming on a Tuesday for some reason or, or <laughs> you know, something like that, that we're not normally here. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that might be thrown out there, but, but it's, it's never. It's just an assumption because we understand the value of meeting with fellow believers and worshiping. You mm-hmm. need that encouragement. And, you need. And, and honestly, there there are times when uh, we've had some worship services that were just worship services. Um, we need to divide the word. We need to preach. We need to do all those things. But but it's just as much value to come here and just worship. I'm fine with that. I don't want that every Sunday. I don't, you know, we need to, we need to be in the word for sure. What do you mean by just worship? Just pray, sing, all these things that we normally, yeah. When you you said, when you said, we've just had times where we've just come to worship and that's it. Well, I don't want that every Sunday, but. Did you mean worship through singing? Worship through singing. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. There we go. Yeah, See, where's Travis when we need he him? We're always learning. <laughs> now, yeah, that's, I mean, I think everybody's assuming that at this point, that that's what we're talking about. So, um, But we're but, trying to redefine that because we need, we're trying yeah, to get that out of we, people's minds. We need minds. to understand that, that while we sit quietly and listen to a, a pastor read scripture, that's worship. That's worship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When we sit and listen to a pastor unpack that text and and define what words mean and tell us the context of it and what it means to us as a Christian, that's worship. And then to meditate when we on that word as well. Pray. And yeah. When we yeah. when we give, when we do everything that we do at church, that's worship. And it doesn't stop when we walk out the door. Yeah. And that's what you're saying. We meditate on it. We think about it. We go back to it throughout the week over and over. We, you know, all the things that we need to be doing to grow spiritually, they're all 
encompassed in worship. Yeah. You also mentioned something about having those deep, intimate relationships being plugged in to a local biblical church. And I'm fixing to ask you a question, Ryan, because Uh I think think this is a good one for you to answer because I have been in many types of churches, right? I've been in churches where they've had superficial worship where it's just like everybody turn around and shake somebody's hand and, you know, throw, throw your hands up for the Lord and clap for the Lord and, you know, it's fog machines and... Singing oceans four times. A one production, you know, um, and I've noticed a trend a lot. And somebody out there really may challenge us on this, and that's fine. We don't mind being challenged. Um, but I've noticed a trend where people that are plugged into churches where worship is mostly the singing, and it's all a production, and it's all sort of uh, th- there doesn't seem to be a a large intimate relationship with the people involved in those churches. It's kind of like they show up, they know each other, and I hate to use the country club mentality, but it's kind of what it is, a socializing mentality. But then when you find a true biblical church, and I I, I know a few, right? The, The relationships are not just on the surface. They begin to intertwine and grow deep, and there's roots there. And and it becomes truly like a family. And like y'all are saying, when you miss, you hate it. Because there's a lot of times we spend more time with our church family than we do our extended family. Now, we live with our close family, right? But So when we miss, we hate that. So, Ryan, I was wondering from you, what is your thoughts on kind of that deep mentality? Do you think there is a correlation between what when churches make worship truly about the Lord and what make a biblical worship a thing and make it priority as opposed to just kind of superficial yeah. worship. Is there a correlation in your mind with, Absolutely, yeah, there is, um, you know, a lot of it is sometimes what people think worship is, is just entertainment and they're being entertained. Right. But, yes. and that kind of goes to, you know, the, the Sunday well, I've checked my box. I get to go home, eat supper, whatever, eat lunch, you know, hang out with the family, watch football, whatever. Um, there are times, you know, when we, when our services are over here and people sit here for three hours just talking and loving on each other. Yeah. And it's it's rich because not only is there that, deep intimate relationship you know that comes with accountability you know when someone's in sin people love us enough here to and we're not the only biblical church you know i mean i'm saying this from just the scope of a a biblical church people hold you accountable uh in your sin they love you they check on you when when i was out sick man i had tons of people calling me you know and i mean that's special that's part of that connection um they were, it, it was love in action. You know, people were just calling me, checking on me. Hey, how yeah. you doing? Can I bring you anything? Yeah. What do you need? Yeah, and, and, it's, stuff like and, that. and it's key to look at that and see what the difference is. And the, the difference, I think you, you kind of touched on it just a little bit there, is um, when worship is entertainment, when worship is that 30 minutes before preaching, mm-hmm. um, we lose perspective of 
of who God is. Yeah. When we worship in spirit and in truth and ascribe God his value and his worth, out of his value and his worth, we're going to love his people. Yes. And when we love his people, that's what it looks like. It looks like staying after church because somebody just didn't look right today and talking to them and, and, and helping them through a situation. It looks like going on vacation and taking somebody from the church with you because uh, we, we enjoyed going together. Why? Because we do life together. It, it wasn't even a matter of, you know, of, of anything other than so what you're going saying, with my brother to, to go enjoy creation. So, so what you're saying is you're not just church friends. You're real friends. We're real friends. Real yeah. friends. No. Some would even say we're family. way more yeah. friends than, than, than friends outside of church because there is no outside of church. No. Yeah, when, when you're, in, when you're in with the church. True worship. Yeah. There was no outside of church. We were, you know, we talked about everything under the sun, Listen, but, a, but a lot of it, you know. He's so it, much my friend that I used to say that I was never going to get on a motorcycle. Never. <laughs> not <laughs> once. No, no, no. And now that's what I want to do as soon as the weather gets warm is hop on my motorcycle. Well, you can have that think, motorcycle. I think Joe did. <laughs> Both of you can head. have your motorcycles because I do not ever want to get on one. Now, that's not what you've said before. You've talked about but being sorry, I heard you Okay. Yeah. I can barely yeah. ride a bicycle. <laughs> worship. Back, back to worship. Back to worship. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> no, um, I, think, I think Joe hit it on the head. It's, it's family. Family. Absolutely. Um, it's not a friend. It's, it's family. And, and I mean, it, when we are true believers, we this are brothers. Is our family. Yeah. We and are I, brothers and sisters in Christ. And I was going to say, you said or one of you said it may be staying and talking to somebody that doesn't just seem like they're all right. That's the thing about, especially this church is you can say, yeah, I'm doing good. And people are going to immediately, because they know you so well here, we're not just superficial people. It is like a family because you can say, yeah, I'm doing all right. And they're going to be like, no, you're not. Yeah. You can tell. And and they're going to be like, what's going on? And they genuinely, genuinely care about you. And that's the thing is they just, don't want to hear, oh, I'm good. They want to know how you really are. Yeah. And if you're if you're poor that day, if you got something going on, well, let me. How can I pray for you? How, what can I do? Do you need a meal? Do you need what is it? What can we do? There's so many people that say that here. Yeah. And I can't help but think that it comes not from the elders of the church. I mean, I think that there is an element of leading and, and equipping people for ministry, as the Bible says, but, but God has done this, mm-hmm. right? But all we've had to do is say, what does the Bible say? Yeah. That is the biggest question at our church, and that should be the biggest question at every church. So there may be people listening that say, well, how do I know if I'm in the right church? Well, if their number one question is, what does the Bible say, and not what do we think, or here's what happened in the past... Let's go to the scriptures. You know, we're not going to get every answer from the scripture like some sort of bright light that says this is what you should do. But we're going to be able to take principles from the scriptures, and sometimes we will see the right thing. Like, you know, stop stealing. (laughs) It's in the Bible that you can't steal. That that one's pretty clear, Mason. It's pretty clear. Stop lying. (laughs) Stop lying, whatever the case may be. So... um, those are all great things, and, and that's one of the things is worship in spirit and truth. First of all, true believers have to be indwelt with the Holy Spirit. Now, there's a, a group of people out there that would say 
that unless you speak in tongues, then you're not truly saved. That is not in the scriptures. They don't understand Acts chapter 2. They don't understand the Pentecost. They don't, under, they don't understand tongues as languages. That's a whole other topic. We won't get into that. But uh, Ephesians 1.13 tells us that as we believe, when we repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we have an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't come and go. Uh, he is there with us until Jesus comes back. So first of all, true believers must worship in spirit have an indwelling of that spirit, but also in truth. And where do we find truth? The Bible. The Bible. The Word. And that's what one of the things I wanted to get into here just briefly is uh, there are some principles of worship. Uh, the regulative principle is a big one, and the normative principle are the, are the top two ones. So basically what that is, the regulative principle says whatever God's Word says, we're going to do it. You couldn't have just told me that earlier? You just wanted to drag me on this long? <laughs> yes, that's true. The normative principle says, well, if God's word doesn't forbid it, we kind of have the free reign to do it. Now, there were some great men of old and, and, and brothers that are with Christ and people that are living now that, uh, that go with this normative principle. But here's the error I think we find in the normative principle. If the, if the Bible doesn't strictly forbid it, then we can do it, Right. I think then, if the Bible doesn't strictly forbid it, we can get into our own thoughts, our own emotions. We can do what we want to do and ascribe worship to God according to our standard. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Now, that's why here we, we, we go by, the, and I know this, y'all know this, you just may not have known the, the term or the principle. The regular principle says, what does God's word say to do mm -hmm. in your worship gatherings and in your life? And I feel like, if we're going to worship in spirit and truth, we have to do that. I think so, too. That's that's yeah. a good point, that we have to do what God has said, mm -hmm. not what we want. Mm -hmm. I think you can see in, in those two principles there, you, you can see a, a major difference in uh, who it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what we see is in the regulative principle, if, if we're following that, it is about God because it's about doing it his way. But if it's if we're using that normative, and and I don't want to exclude you know everything, but if we're if we're fully relying on the normative principle, we're we're really focusing on ourselves. Yeah, I want to do it this way, so and this it, is how I'm going to do you it. You can but, hide, you can mask that, right? right? And say, well, we're just this is for all for the glory of God, but it, there's an under layer there of what do we want to do, mm -hmm. yeah. right? I've sat in worship planning services. What do we want to do? How are we going to reach our people? How are we going to yeah. engage them more? Uh, what can we do? And that's where you get into the big dramatics and the, the productions and things like machines. that. Yeah, if you're not careful, because God hasn't forbidden those things in his word. That's right. Yeah. Right? So, but what has he told us to do? Well, he's told us to pray, right? Yep. He's told us to sing. Mm -hmm. He's told us to give. Uh, he's told us to listen. Lainley, you mentioned it. Listening to a sermon is an act of worship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, responding meditate. to the sermon. Meditate yeah. on the word. Meditating that's on the word. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about a meditation that's like home, yeah. Yeah. right? You can get into some weird stuff that's unbiblical there. We're talking about focusing and thinking clearly through the scriptures and what you've heard. And an act of worship is responding in right. obedience to the listened word, preaching mm -hmm is an act of worship. So if we take what God has said from the word, then we have to understand the word. We talked about this 
maybe episode two, to understand God, we have to study the word. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So the word is central to us as believers, and it's central to every church as they prepare their worship gatherings. And the, the central thing of that is understanding the word. We talked about this. Many people can read it and take away so many different things, but this is why we really have to understand what is God saying, not what we think he said. That way we can accurately move into a Sunday morning gathering and worship him the way he has said. In truth. In truth. Right. That's a big part. Truth. And we, where do we get truth from? The scriptures. The scriptures. So, in my mind, I think, well, somebody could say, yeah, we're, we're coming from the Bible in our worship gathering. Which I, I think that means that we have to understand now the truth, because there are so many truths these days. Well, this is what the this is what I took away from it. This so, is what it meant to me. Yeah. So anybody can get up there and pray. So let's just say this, for instance. We we, we do a call to worship every Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And that's usually a psalm or another scripture from the Bible. We'll read it, and then we'll move into a prayer. But we do a prayer of adoration. This is just adoring God, giving Him glory, just ascribing worth to Him, right? But you take another church that's not necessarily biblical they could get up there and read anything from the Bible and then say, Lord, bless us with more jobs and promotions and more money. Give us the desires of our hearts. Give us all these material things. Well, we don't. You just said the same word three times. Us. us I, yeah. me, yeah. me. Right. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think it's real easy to spot biblical worship because it's about God. Mm -hmm. And it's real easy to spot when it's not biblical worship because it becomes about us. Right. And then... Another part of true biblical worship in a true biblical church is leaders that are willing to be, like Ryan said, held accountable. Leaders that are willing to be held accountable will produce members who are willing to be held accountable. Now, we'll get into an episode of this church polity and why I believe, and I think all of us would believe, that the biblical church polity should have elders and deacons. Uh, elders hold each other accountable, Right. And when somebody else makes accusations toward an elder, you've got a plurality of men that can assess the situation and say, no, that's not true. Or, yes, that's true. You need to repent. Uh, but we'll get into all that. But if you have true church, because there's church leaders out there that will not be held accountable, that will you can't touch them, you can't see them, you can't. Well, and they built up a system for that, too. Yeah, right. Absolutely. They get yeah. shielded themselves from all of yep. that. Mm -hmm. Right. So any any if if you're in a church where you can't access the leader or he won't be held accountable, then you're not in a true biblical church, in my opinion. Run, run, right? Absolutely. So let's let's um, as we begin to wind down this episode, let's think through and help people that may be listening, because there's a lot of people out there listening right now. I'm sure that may be in a church and they may believe it's biblical, and they may love their church and they may love the people in it sure. but there's a difference in loving the people in your church and being part of a true biblical church right and we can't stay in churches just because we love people around us so let's let's all talk through what if somebody were to visit a church what should they be looking for as far as a worship gathering because i think we've already nailed and hit on 
everything that we do is worship when we gather on the Lord's Day, and even our entire life is worship, right? So if somebody were to be visiting a church tomorrow morning for the first time in northeast Arkansas, what should they be looking for? Mm. I think uh, I'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record, but but while there are prayers being prayed, while there are songs being sung, and while the word is being preached, what is the focus of that? Mm-hmm. Is it God and his glory, or is it what can God do for me? And when you answer that question, it, it becomes very obvious, you know. Now, are some sermons going to be more focused on how I should live? Yeah, but it's how I should live in light of what God has done for me. Everything should always be pointing towards mm-hmm. God and his glory, and if it's not, run. Yeah. All right, so first off, when they walk in, how should people treat them? They should be welcomed with open arms. Now, some, sometimes that can get weird as a visitor, right? If you've got people bombarding you, I think we do a good job. Our people, uh, if they approach you, they're going to be really genuine about it, right? I think yeah. Mason's a, a prime example of Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. shared on yeah. the previous podcast, you know, how he was treated when – and, you know, the same was true for me. Yeah, when, I, I mean, when, when J- I Justin and Craig and uh, Mr. Jim, you know, they didn't overwhelm me, right. but they yeah. made it known that, hey, we have a visitor – and yeah. then you as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, recognize I, somebody's there. Tell them, you know. Hey, we're glad, we're to glad have you're you. here. And if you've got any questions, we'd be happy to answer them. Um, just join in with us in, in worship. Join in with us in song. Join in, you know. We, we really hope you are, are uh, here to hear the word, basically. Yeah. So, now let me say this. Don't make, don't make or break the church based off of your first visit yes. on how yeah. people. Yeah react or respond yeah. to you right but over time if everybody's just standoffish and and rude then that may be a sign that that is not a biblical church so i think a sign of a biblical church is how do the people respond to each other even new people coming into oh yeah take a look around the circle take, if you're if you're new visiting a church take a look around at how that how those members do they interact right if everybody's rushing to beat the methodist to lunch afterwards you know that's a bad sign if nobody's staying around hanging out, I feel like. Right. You know, that's yeah. that's a good sign. Sometimes we can't get people out of here. <laughs> we got to turn the lights off. Like, hey, listen, we're going to lock up. Just make sure the lights are off when you leave. But I do think the people are a good spot to, to just kind of look at, observe, um, because that's going to be a reflection of the leadership, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. That um, can be, you know, that's that's before word is ever spoken out of the pulpit or, right. or anything's yeah. ever done. Yeah. You can, yeah. you're, you're already forming an idea of what this church is. Yeah. And then we get to, okay, service starts. Right. Well, let me say this before we move into that is a lot of people might come into a church and they may be even thinking right now, well, I don't care if people talk to me or not. That's a bad way of thinking because we live in community with one another, mm-hmm. right? We have to interact with one another mm-hmm. because the Bible calls us to hold each other accountable, to love one another, to encourage one another. So we have to be a part of the church, right? Not just a sit back and observe, get my Bible, get my sermon, even if they're the most biblical people in the world, they have to understand and know that our God is a, a God of community so that we need to be people of community as yeah. well. So they can't that just say, well, I'm that. just going to come in and go home. I don't care if people talk to me or not. That goes that's to that thought, be the church. you got to check yourself before yeah. you wreck yourself. Right. Yeah. That's right. And our yeah. love ought to be a reflection of our life in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So, so we're in the door. So he'll be the church instead of go to church. Yes. Yeah. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're in the door. 
or somebody visiting is in the door. They've kind of observed the people around them. They're watching. They're listening. The people talk. Service starts. What should they be looking for now? The type of music they sing. I'd say the Bible is very strict. It says hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs are songs to be full of doctrine. Colossians 3.16. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a great point, and we could spend... <laughs> Two hours, and we will. Yeah, we will. Let's do. We will we'll do another podcast on so let me, biblical yeah, music. Let's and, do that pretty soon. Yeah, is music? Yeah. Um, Maybe we can get Travis in on that one. Yeah, yeah, or somebody, anybody. Yeah. Um, we have to understand who the audience is. It's not the people sitting in the pews. You know? That's right. Yeah, the audience is God. Yeah. If all the music is about what God can do for you and not what you should do for God. Mm. No. Run. Audio Adrenaline said an audience of one. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you mentioned Carmen <laughs> on the first episode. I'm bringing out some Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. Um, yeah, the music, and that's a big thing. We'll spend time on this, but the songs, the lyrics. Yeah. You, you got really shallow lyrics, but then you got some deeper lyrics, like songs that we sing here All I Have is Christ. I want, you know, All I Have is Christ. I can't think of the words right now, but that gets really deep about exposing who we are as sinners. Mm-hmm. And if not for God saving us, then we would still be left to ourselves and just living a crazy life. And we have songs here that Travis's wrote. Oh, yeah. And those yeah. are exact quotes from beautiful the songs. Yep. Yes, yeah. Any, anytime that. you're singing a song and it is literally quoting scripture. That's a good sign. That's a, yeah, really that's a good, good sign. Yeah. Good sign. Yeah. When it's yeah. just when it is literally singing back or praying back the word of God, it's saying, "God, you wrote this. It is of great value, and and we appreciate that, and we we're singing it back to yeah. you." Yeah, you, you know, can't you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Even in like when we do our call to worship, I feel like because we pray right after for with a prayer of adoration, yeah. we should speak that psalm or whatever passage of scripture it may be back to God. Back to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what our prayer is, ultimately praying the scriptures back to him. And then, you know, if we have any needs, we can, the Bible teaches us we pray for that. But our prayer, like you said, and I'll just start back peddling all throughout the church service when they pray, is it to God and what God has done? Confessing, um, prayer of adoration, prayer of confession and assurance. Is it all putting the spotlight on God and less of ourselves? Yeah. And then the songs, man, Every song that is that is sung in a worship gathering should be able to go back to the scripture. You may not be able to put a chapter and verse on it, but you should e- you should at that. least find those principles mm-hmm. deeply embedded in the scriptures uh, or something. You must be singing the Bible. That's what we need to 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 be able to do in our singing is sing what God has said. Now you can write brand new songs. You mentioned Travis. He's singing the Bible, yeah, yeah. And, and they're new. It doesn't um, point people to Travis, right? No, it points people to God. Yeah, and our songs, if if we're quite honest, should say, "Look how great you are, and look how wicked of a sinner I am, yeah. <laughs> and look what you've done to save me." That's that should be it. There's nothing good within us. I think that points out a, a very uh, critical principle when it comes to worship: is that it should be done humbly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. and. Knowing who we are as sinners, that humbles us. Yeah. Right? So if the song, if that's what it, that's what it does, it's it's preparing us. Uh, you know, it prepares us to go into the to the preaching. It 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 really sets the tone for for that um, by making sure we recognize how 
awful we are, for yeah. lack of a better word, how and, awful we are. And that's I, the I don't spirit, know that there is a better that's word. That's the spirit portion of spirit and in truth, right? Absolutely. Yes. And it's another, it's another very important thing. That's the reason why it's so important to be in the Word and to be plugged in with your local body of believers. Because if you're not, I mean, it's not like we want you to come here so we can tell you how bad you are. But the the scripture is clear. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not here learning and growing and, you know, being held accountable. And I think that gets into the preaching portion next, which I'm guessing we're going to go yeah, into. Yeah, let me say this about songs, too. Uh, we don't sing songs from churches that have heretical views. Yeah, we. Although the songs may be, some songs may be good, we don't want to sing in sing them if they come from heretical places again this is what we'll get into and i'll let you speak i'm just going to say this real quick elevation worship hillsong united and bethel music we don't or jesus culture we don't sing those things here because they come from places with unbiblical views yeah even during this was on a sunday morning this was months ago i don't remember which song but we had a song in the rotation and that we were going to sing the band had practiced it all the way up until worship service and we had to call an audible we had to change the song real fast. Um, we like ten seconds before, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we like meeting yeah. held, like as people are walking, walking into the, the chapel, exactly. And we because when so, someone brought to our attention that this song has been either written or co-opted by a uh, a group yeah, it, that was not biblical. I think it originally had been recorded by a, a different artist, a biblical, you know, solid artist, but it had been. Redone and and was more popular now by one of these churches that or maybe and, and if somebody basically one yeah I think no. they ended up copyrighted yeah. or writing so they or they ended yeah. up it was, it's a situation where we don't want somebody to go on there and and Google that song or, or YouTube that song whatever and and, and find and themselves end involved up there in. and then they <laughs> yeah. go well that song was good let's listen to the next one and the next one's just chock full of heresy. We right. don't want that, so we're being very careful about yeah. that. We're going to get into that. All yeah, we'll get into. We'll spend a whole lot of time on, of time on it's that. But very important. So, and as I'm remembering this, for some reason, I remember the song that we replaced it with was better in terms of not just like, of course, the quality was better, but like just the way the words, the, yeah, the words and the sermon that you preached that morning, it just and all flowed so much yeah, better together. Yeah. Fitting together, it was. Better. It was kind of like how that happened. It was kind of like God structured the worship service oh, or something. You mean no, like no coincidence? Yeah. Um, Okay, let me. Last thing about music, and I'll say this: uh, I saw an ad for a worship pastor, or no, musicians for the church, and uh, somebody asked a question. I saw this on Facebook. I'm not looking for a worship pastor job. Um, music pastor. Breaking. News. Sorry, yeah. um, you've heard it here. For- somebody said, "Do they have to be believers just to be on, just to play instruments?" And they said, "No, just come hang out." Play and fellowship, and I'm like, yeah, no, uh-uh. run, Big X, no, X, no. Anyway, wow. So into now, we we've talked about prayers, we've talked about singing the songs that are in the the lyrics that are in the songs, rather. Now, Matt, you mentioned the preaching portion, right? No, well, there's a big one Uh-oh. that we missed, and we'll we'll have to do a a whole episode uh, on this. Giving, too. giving, giving. Yep, yep. Uh, I'll say this quickly: giving your your offering. Whether that's ten percent or more, uh, I've recently been convicted, and we'll get into this in another episode. That I do believe the baseline should be ten percent, and everybody's looking at me like, "Dun dun dun!" Breaking news. Yeah. 
I can't wait to share my insights on that. But uh, giving is an act of worship. If you're doing it yeah. begrudgingly, as the Bible says, if you're holding on to it with a white knuckles and don't really want to drop it or give it, then don't give it at all. You're being disobedient, I think, but God doesn't like a disobedient or uncheerful giver. The Bible said God uh, loves a cheerful giver, and even that is an act of worship as we bring God glory through the giving of our resources back to him. Yeah, and I believe that decision should be made long before That's the, right. the you know, uh, portion of the service comes up. Yeah, I think like, you, you know, said in our new members class when I went through it, it should be as soon as that money hits our account. Yeah, I think it yeah. already should be a predetermined yeah. amount, in mm-hmm. my opinion. If you get a pre, if you get a regular paycheck with the same amount, but I correct. Yeah, I, I've recently been convicted about the ten percent, so I had to change my giving. And uh, oh, I did it! This thing is <laughs> this thing's in the way. <laughs> All right, next week I am not sitting next to Stephen. Hey, you know what? We haven't even talked about it. Look at the new studio we have. Yeah, we're in a new yeah. place. Show it around, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. We have many leather-bound books. <laughs> smell of rich mahogany. <laughs> a lot of space for more books. Yeah. Mahogany. We need to work yeah. on that. But. Smells of mahogany. Our library is a little, uh, it's well, a little lacking. Because I took it all empty. home and built yeah. my own library in the office <laughs> <Yeah>. at home. <laughs> I left what I didn't want, so feel free to take. Well, there's some stuff over here. Anyway, back to the I'd preaching say, point. Say, hold on. you got some journals so, up there you may want to take with you. But. Yeah, somebody's been reading them, by the way. They were open and... Pulled it, pulled down. Well, I'd like to know your deepest so darkness. Last night, they're, they're up there. Last <laughs> night I said, hey, what's this? And then I opened and I was like, oh, I shouldn't read this probably. And I, I don't care. My life is a fishbowl. You can know anything about me. That's, <laughs> all that's the, the past. So a lot of prayers, a lot of tears and all that in those journals. Uh, but into the giving, yes, worship, active worship, preaching. Yes. So one of the things that I would look at is, are you bouncing around a whole lot in the scripture? Are you picking verses to fit a topic or are you taking a chunk going through it and explaining that chunk, right? Do you feel good after you hear it? And this is one that comes back on a multiple time, right? If you feel good every Sunday, chances are that's probably topical preaching. <laughs> and Superficial. It's, yes. Yeah. And that's not where you want to be. And there, there can be, yeah, to your point, there, there can be a topical Sermon that is biblical. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be scripture rich. Mm-hmm. It's going to be uh, you know uh, the scripture, scripture going to be in context, in context. Yeah. But it yeah. needs exactly. exposition. Yeah, yeah. Yep. You're Proper drawing exposition. out the true meaning of the text, not cherry picking to fit a narrative. Yeah, or not spiritual or, gymnastics. Or you could go through the whole, a whole. Like we're going through the book of Luke. I think we're almost a year into the book of Luke, and we're <laughs> still there. We're only it's, in it's been over chapter a year, thirteen. It's been over. A year. Um, it's been great though. People are it's locked awesome. in. It's fantastic, uh, it's so good. and that's what people. We've got visitors every Sunday. They were like, "I've never been in a church where they just explain in context this through the first a book one of the Bible." For me. It's, it's very first one different. for me. Yeah. yeah. So you, you're just different. explaining it for people to understand what God has said, and then give them application about how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think if your church isn't taking out the richness of God's word through the through the preaching, then you may need to look at that and may need to find a place where you can find a church that is truly preaching expositional mm-hmm. preaching, right? You're taking what God has said, giving it to the people. But here's where in you context. also come to play in too. Because if you don't know what's in context by you reading it, you're just going to follow in line and be yeah, a sheep. Yeah, absolutely. Right. When, when we go to a, a sermon, if it's topical and we've taken small chunks of Scripture 
and and we f fitted them together all right to to form this idea that that we're trying to to get out there uh I would advise somebody who's been through that sermon to go home and read all the scripture surrounding the scripture that was mm -hmm. used and make sure that it's used in context because there's a good chance it wasn't in, in those cases. Now, sometimes they are, and, it, and it's beautiful to see that. That's fine. If you're going to get a topical sermon, those the, each piece that's taken out needs to be taken out with its context and explained together to, to point towards a point God has made in his word, not a point right. that it, I'm trying yeah. to make. Yeah, go home and do and, the work. And, and, I mean, that's that's a difficult thing to do yeah. in a 40-minute sermon. Absolutely. Uh, and, rarely, I think, are you going to see bits of Scripture or even uh, even half of a verse sometimes, you know, that part, and, not, and, and we don't talk about the other half. That's a scary thing. That, yeah. That's a... Yeah, uh, you know, at the very least, it should pique your interest and make you go back to to examine it. The beautiful yeah. thing about expositional preaching is you can't overlook the hard stuff in the Bible. No, you can't run away. Like if you're preaching through the Book of Romans, you can't go from Romans eight one through fifteen and then skip over to Romans chapter twelve. You got to deal with all of it, yeah. right? So, and that's what we'll get into as well. You get you get into some stuff, man. You start reading about rape in the Bible, uh, which is tough. But you see God's glory through that. Uh, so one of the things that the Bible does teach is test the spirits. That even means your pastor, yeah. right? So whatever he says, like Justin says, go home. So I just want to really quickly before we move in and, and begin to close, um, get you a good reference Bible. Yeah. Because you'll see how Scripture interprets Scripture with a reference Bible. Like mine has all these references back here. Uh, get a good study Bible, Reformation study Bible, the John MacArthur study Bible, um, matter of fact, Bible. stay tuned for the next episode. No, we got to give that away on this episode. We do have to give it. Do we have everything ready? Yeah, that's right yeah. over there. We'll yeah. give that away here in buddy. just a few minutes. I'm excited about that. <laughs> but get you a good Reformation Study Bible. ESV Study Bible has really good notes in it. Uh, get a good reference Bible and even commentary. But I would say talk to someone you trust in the Bible before you start buying commentaries. Etch it point back to the Bible always. Yeah, we mentioned that yeah. last week, I think. But... Um, also, yeah, we need to end with a couple things. Um, so, yeah, look for the good biblical expositional preaching mm -hmm. and uh, ways to apply that. What else? Is there anything else that people need to be looking for? Those are some really good ones to be thinking through. And, and, and it, it's not a church that is close to your house. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. No. We got people here that drive... Hours, yeah, not Eddie, hours, Eddie's an hour wall. at least. I'm about to say I'm a 50 minute drive. You're 50. Our, we got Maynard, yeah. which is an hour, hour and 15 minutes. We've got other people. Yeah, it's crazy around here, man. I, I've heard Paul Washer say, uh, "Look for the it, look for the church that's closest to the Bible." That's what Spurgeon said. Oh yeah, not closest to your house, right? Yeah. And Paul Washer said that. Spurgeon said, "Find a church that preaches the gospel and preaches it often." Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good way to kind of. If you're looking for a biblical church that when it that worships yeah. correctly and biblically, the, those are a few few marks. Yeah, the pastor should be sharing the gospel in every single service, whether it's at the beginning, at the end, all throughout. It doesn't matter if the pastor's in the pulpit; he needs to be sharing the gospel. Or if any man is in the pulpit, whether it's pastor or not, guest preacher or an elder of the church or someone that they've said, "Hey, we would like you to preach," they should be sharing the gospel. If they're in the pulpit, you share it. Right. What about an altar call? Oh, 
Oh, that's a different topic for a different so, time. So, yeah, that's a different topic for a different time. I would say this, just being a pastor, we do, after the preaching, what's called, we call a song of reflection. So we'll just sing a song back to the glory of God, and it gives people time just to kind of think through maybe as they're singing, think about what they've heard. Um, but altar calls, kind of that Finneyism, that Charles Finney type thing where, come on down, just walk that aisle, get your, you know, repeat this prayer, give your life to the Lord type thing, and almost begging people to come get saved when that is not how God saves people. God saves people when he wants to, how he wants to, and where he wants oh, to, absolutely. right? Um, so I, I think the altar call is unbiblical. I don't think there's anything biblical about begging and pleading people to come to the front. I think there is some scriptural evidence of begging people to repent and believe the gospel, right? We, we implore you to be reconciled to God. We see in second Corinthians, um, implore means essentially to beg, please mm -hmm. with everything in us, we're begging you to repent and believe. I mean, you see the message from Moses to revelation, repent. Yeah. yeah. Repent. I'll so, tell you how it went in my old church. My pastor would say, if you have any questions or you'd like to talk to me, I'm going to be standing down here during this last song. Oh, and that's yeah, all he yeah. would say. I went through that as my childhood, and then before I came so here, it was... is that a red flag, or is that a caution flag? I think it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, probably caution. Yeah. I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with a pastor standing down front because yeah. someone may want to come pray with the pastor. Yeah. And, and people yeah. have been saved that way. Through yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. that's so yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a red flag. Right. And that's and that's where a church polity of a, uh, of a group of men as elders will come in handy. What if multiple people come down? No. Right. You have multiple men yeah. to take care or to help and guide those people. Uh, let's do an episode on that. One yeah. Day. Let's just talk about yeah. altar calls because there's so much we can talk about in yep. that. Because um, I know there are going to be people that disagree with us, sure. and that's fine. Yeah. We, yeah. We we lovingly disagree with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. Um, but yeah, those are just some marks of a. A, a, a church that worships biblically. Right? And I think you may have to go back a few times before you really get an answer. Oh, absolutely. To you can't yeah. do it yeah. one time. Yeah. We're going to talk well, about Well, there's church. some things you can get in one time. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about church membership at some point, too. And yeah. that's a big thing in the Baptist church, especially for, for years, is somebody come one time and say, I want to join the church. We'll fill out this blue card and you're now a member. You yeah. know, if everybody says, ah, that's not how you do it. Yep. Uh, I, I'm convinced of that. But. We won't get into that today. We'll wait. Um, but we do. I hope that's been some, some helpful to somebody that's listening. And uh hope you are in a biblical church. If not, find one quickly and go there. It may not be the flashiest. It may not be the coolest. Uh, but we aren't called to be cool or flashy. We're called to be holy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to end that there unless anybody else has anything concerning worship. Giveaway time. Actually, yeah. but while somebody goes and gets that blue, you're going to go get it. You got baptized today. I did? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what do you mean you did? <laughs> he's sleepy. Yeah. He's had a rough couple oh, days. It, I, forget. I forget. Actually, okay, so the reason he said I did is we're recording this on a Saturday. It comes out on Sunday. By the time this comes out, he would have already been baptized. So, <laughs> Man, okay. I, I'm glad you cleared that up because I'm like, how I'm, did I miss this? Yeah, me too. We did, we did it like, before man, you got here. Okay, he's yeah. me in the he hasn't ball. been wet yeah. up. <laughs> Y'all got here a little before me, but not, I was here before Steve you. Steven just kind of dumped a cup of water on him. Yeah. I told him we're going to get in there, and uh, I'm going to say I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then I'm just going to reach down and sprinkle on top of him, and we're going to get out. <laughs> just splash him. Well, uh, but anyway, yeah, by the time this has 
come out, you've been baptized. Yes. And uh, we're going to get into that really soon about some doctrinal divisions, both yeah. in the church as like secondary things, but also primary things. And you were baptized once, we believe, in a false gospel church. He took, and, a, he and took you, a bath at church. You truly got saved, and you want it to be on the. You want it to be right. Absolutely. Not, so yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. Everybody say uh, congratulations, Mason, and they're happy for him. Uh, but now, since you're the closest one, and it's not restricted by <laughs> headphones that keep them from not being able to move, why don't you go grab that blue bucket? Will do. Is Chandler here? He's here. He's texting me. Yeah. Hey, since it's none of us, tell Chandler to come in here yeah, too. Have him, have him come in here for a second. Uh oh. Oh no. We'll let him draw that way. There's no. Uh, We're gonna let Chandler do this. This is a preview. Chandler. Of things to come. Yeah, Chandler. Chandler is gonna be on our next episode next week. Uh, we're going to be talking. What are we going to be talking to him about? Just kind of Youth our. Ministry, well, I, I think I think we may want to talk about how we've looked at a biblical church and how this church has he evolved developed. over time yeah. and developed. And he's been here for. He's, okay. he's been here since the start. He's yeah. hiding. We'll so talk through that. Well, he's not here. Shut that door and yeah, come on over here. We'll <laughs> we'll figure something out right here. He's probably in his vehicle. Move all oh, that, that Chick Fil A. False start. You want me to tell him to come in real quick? Yeah, if you want yeah. to. He'll have to come over here, though. Come in. So he can be seen. I just, okay, Chandler. I just something way different than that. Get in here. What? Look Get. what it typed. <laughs> yeah, let's not say that out loud. It's not bad. It's not, see bad. That bad. It's it's just, not bad. Hey, Joe, put us on the big camera up there. You're already on the big We're camera. We're already on it. So We've been on it for the last couple minutes. <laughs> these are the, so we ran a... Um, a giveaway <laughs> on our last podcast, our last episode, and we said we were going to give away a Reformation Study Bible, as well as a copy of J.I. Packer's, J. I. Packer's Knowing, Knowing God, God, which uh, if you don't win this today, you need to purchase this immediately. One of the best this is reads the, there is. Yes. This uh, is an overkill bucket for this many uh <laughs> yeah, we should have had just like I, a it hat. was handy, and we should we have had like a hat. We should be in Texas, so like everything's bigger yeah, in Texas, yeah. right? So get, let's spin that thing around. It's the bucket we had. Yeah, let's, yeah, the, let's not knock over the coffee. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, never mind. He's not gonna be able to come in. So okay, okay. so yeah. who Why wants not? to do the honors? Of... I'll do it. Yeah, he's getting baptized. Why yeah, not? let's like yeah, big. I'm already been. He's already been. Oh, the future. This is now, sir. Biggie cheese. Who we got? Big Cheese. The winner. The winner. The winner. <laughs> Brian Swain. Brian Swain. B. Swain. Brian B. Swain. Let's, let's show that just sir. so we'll know. I know that guy. Brian Swain. There is his name right there. Didn't mean it. Pass over. Can we make it a... Pass it around. Look at that. It's like community. You ever watch Beverly Hillbillies, the pot passer? <laughs> <laughs> If Brian Swain, there it is. Brian Swain. Brian, Congratulations. If you're Brian listening, Swain. Uh, reach out to us, and we'll reach out to you as well, too. Matt, I think you know Brian. I graduated PT school with him. I grew up with him in Blyville. Yeah. Where, where does Blyville. he live now? He lives here in Jonesboro. In Jonesboro. Oh, wow. Oh, in, in your neck of the woods. Right. Make him Praise come to God. church yeah. and get it. Bring, bring, bring him here so <laughs> he can get it. Come on, I'm just church. kidding. Say, bring I'm him pretty here so sure that he goes to a church. Well, so just bring him yes. here so we can take a picture with him. Yeah. We can do that. Everybody needs a picture. Big cheese. Brian, Everybody needs special right. big cheese. <laughs> People, man, that that he's getting a really nice Bible. Yeah, it is. Reformation yes. Study Bible. 
and a copy of Knowing God. And if you didn't win this time, we're going to give away stuff periodically yeah. here, and we'll have different ways of doing it. You may yeah. have to donate $10 to be able to get in. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're paying for so, your prize. Sow your seed to see if you can win this That's Bible. another episode. Uh, if you would like Ooh. to give to this ministry, you could give to uh, – just go to any Bancorp South and drop it into the account of 008. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That, that was going to be my Now personal. they're going to start withdrawing from your account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, right. I mean, we're just overdrafting at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I've enjoyed this. Always again. been fun. Yep. Yes. Always fun. Always it's fun. Good to get back together. Have great insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, folks. And uh, until next time, let's, let's uh, say this. Repent and believe the gospel of Jesus yes. Christ. Amen. And uh, I will pray for us, and then we'll close it out. Amen. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for uh, these men. Thank you for the ones listening. I pray that you would just help us take away uh, this that we've heard today and be able to apply it and to really look at our churches that we belong to and understand if they are biblical or not in their worship and uh, help us understand that worship is a lifestyle, not just a 30-minute singing, not just an an hour-long church service, but uh, it's an everyday thing for those that profess Christ and Christ crucified, that our life should ascribe you worth and glory daily as we give you glory in all things. Father, we ask you to be with us. Help us. Grow us in holiness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.